Well, it's great to be sharing this long weekend Sunday morning with you, whatever you're doing. You know, for many of us, we, we aren't doing what we expected or even hoped to be doing this long weekend. Maybe for some of you like me, you expected to be away on holidays or for others, maybe you're expecting to be celebrating wedding, weddings or even significant birthdays with lots of family and friends over. But no matter what you're doing, chances are you're doing things or in places that you didn't expect to be. You know, throughout my life, I've found myself in situations, roles, circumstances that didn't end up as I expected. And as a result, I was, it was not what I imagined or hoped for. And often because things don't turn out the way I expected, rather than seeing hopes and dreams being fulfilled, I guess I was left feeling hopeless and on different occasions actually felt like I'd failed. Now I could ask if anyone has ever felt that way or had an experience where something didn't work out as they expected, where maybe your hopes and dreams had been ripped away, leaving you feeling hopeless. But you know, this morning I'm really aware that this is 2020 and I think that it's safe to assume that just about everyone has experienced a situation where things haven't worked out as they expected. I mean, no one expected 2020 to turn out the way it has. No one expected to see the unbelievable scenes of bushfires that raged during January with numbers of people losing so much. And then, just as the fires were beginning to be extinguished, no one expected to see a pandemic sweep across the world with now hundreds of thousands of people dying from what is now known as COVID-19. No one expected for us to be told to stay home for these past few months and mums and dads certainly didn't expect to be homeschooling their kids and people didn't expect to be told they couldn't go to work each day and no one expected to be losing their jobs. After all, many, I think, started the year maybe even looking forward to promotions. No one expected that things would be so different. No one expected that they wouldn't be able to even go on holidays. But then over this last week... No one expected to be confronted with the reality of a death of a man in police custody in the US. You know, safe to say, at the beginning of this new decade, we all had hopes and dreams that things would be different from how things have turned out. We all expected, we all hoped things would be different than what we're experiencing. We had hopes and expectations for the year ahead. And unfortunately for many, many of us, they haven't been realised. You know, hope is a really interesting thing. The definition defines hope as that attitude of confidently looking forward to something. I think we all began this new decade confidently looking forward, full of hope for what to come. See, the thing about hope is that it's an aspiration, a dream, a desire, maybe even a wish or expectation. But tragically for many across our city and our state and our nation, and indeed across the world, People have lost hope. And even while some things are beginning to shift now as cafes reopen, maybe the footy season recommences, or people begin to return to work, there's actually still a lot of talk, talk about where people find hope. And so I felt like God was wanting to speak into this space today. And so I want us to explore a particular passage of the Bible, which I, I think speaks right into this situation as we see a group of Jesus' disciples in a situation where they'd lost hope. You see, it was the Sunday after Easter. After the, uh, sorry, it was the Sunday after the death of Jesus. It was the first Easter Sunday. 
And the Bible records that two of Jesus' disciples were walking along a road which led to a town called Emmaus. And in Luke chapter 24, verse 13 to 24, we read this. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. These two disciples said that they expected things to be different. They had hoped that Jesus was going to be the one who would redeem Israel. But instead, they find themselves in a situation where they had been where, where he had been crucified and had died and suddenly all their hopes had gone and things were certainly not working out as they expected. Now I have to say that they weren't talking of the eternal hope we have because of what Jesus died, did on the cross. They were talking of the hope they had for what was going to happen in their circumstance. And that's why this particular passage I think is so helpful for us today. But it's against this backdrop that the resurrected Jesus begins to walk with them, interact with them. And as he does, he brings hope into their situation. But here's the thing. He not only brought hope to them as they walked along the road on that first Easter Sunday, I believe he does the very same thing for people like us today. Now you might be saying, really, Andrew? I mean, How do you know that? I don't feel very hope-filled at the moment. How does he bring hope to me and my situation? You know what? That's a really good question. And we could ask, how does anyone bring hope to another person? Well, you know, I was watching the, the project this week as they covered the protests going on across the U.S., And Nakia Liu, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, she's an Australian actor, writer, comedian and young leader in the Australian Aboriginal community, said these words, and I thought they were absolutely profound. But she said, we don't just have hope, we create hope. We listen, learn, but also talk about the tough things. And I know that she was talking about the plight of our Indigenous community in response to what's going on in the US and also in response to the number of Indigenous Australians who die in custody in Australia, which is tragic. But as she was talking, I realised again that this is exactly what Jesus did. He created hope, hope for the hopeless. 
After all, it was Jesus who the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 61 said was sent to proclaim the good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release, da- release from darkness for the prisoners. But in Luke 24, 13 to 24, we see Jesus creating hope for these disciples as they walked along the road. And here's the first way he created hope. And that is that he shows up and he actually walks with them in and through whatever they're going through. You know, it's really interesting that the Bible records Jesus catching up with these disciples as they walk along. But it, it, what's interesting is he doesn't just briefly touch base with them. He doesn't just, you know, step into their situation and then race off ahead of them again and leave them. He walks with them. He interacts with them. He talks with them, meets them right where they are in whatever they were going through. In essence, he shows up for them at a time when they feel helpless hopeless and they don't know what to do and this encounter that jesus has on the road with these two people shows us that jesus is concerned with what we are going through and he wants to encounter us and create or bring hope into these moments where we feel hopeless but then secondly secondly jesus creates hope in that he listens he listens to us and he wants to hear us you know, one of the things I've found throughout my years of pastoral ministry is that people want to be seen and heard. They need to talk about their struggles and pain and engage in some tough conversations, but they also need to talk about their hopes and even their fears. The problem is that often people these days don't always listen. You know, most of us would have been in a situation where we felt like the person we're talking to isn't really listening. Maybe it was at work, or maybe it was with, with a family member, or maybe it was in a different type of situation. But I think we all know what it's like when you're trying to communicate something to someone and they're just not listening. And you know, they haven't listened because they changed the subject or maybe even began talking with someone else instead of interacting with what you shared. I wonder how you felt as that happened. I don't know about you, but I I find that so frustrating when that happens because it's like they really don't care about what I've been saying at all. But what Jesus displays in this passage is that he wants to hear. He doesn't presume to know what's going on. He wants to hear directly from us what we're going through. And so when Jesus asks, what are you discussing together as you walk along the road? He's actually trying to get them to unpack what they're going through and shows he's interested and wants to hear. Now, of course, their response is a natural one because, you know, when something is the main topic of conversation for everyone, as if they'd be talking about anyone, anything else. And so they ask, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? But then Jesus asks, what things? And he listens to what they have to say. And what he demonstrates to each of us is that he cares enough to let them talk, to let them vent and explain why it has affected them so deeply. But here's the thing, and that is that if Jesus was wanting to hear that then, I am sure that Jesus wants to hear the same from us, from each of us today. You know, if he wanted to hear then, he wants to hear now. But I wonder 
if you've ever thought of talking to God and letting him know what's going on for you, for your family, in your situation, in your pain, with what you are feeling. Don't just presume he knows. I think because I think part of the idea about building a relationship with God is actually telling him what's happening. You know, I have a, a really good mate who who each time I see him, each time we, we connect, each time I, I turn up at his place or he comes to, over to our place, he asks me, so, mate, what's been happening? And then he's quiet and he allows me to talk without him butting in. And I have to say, that has been such a gift to me over the years. And I think we have a great relationship because now we do that for each other. But Jesus is exactly the same. He wants to hear what's been happening, what we're feeling, what we're going through, and what it is that's affecting us, bothering us, and even what's upsetting us. But then here's the third way that Jesus also creates hope, which actually takes place a few verses on from where we finished reading. And so I want to read from verse 28, which says, As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if they were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. And so here's the third thing, and that is that Jesus helps these two people know who it is who's sitting with them through what he does. See, in other words, Jesus reveals himself through his actions. Jesus actually does something that helps these two people have their hope restored. And as a result, it literally changes the course of their lives forever as they get up at once and return to Jerusalem. You know, Jesus didn't just show up and he didn't just listen he also acted. He did something. And through what he did, these two disciples saw it was him and it changed the course of his life as they moved from feeling hopeless to hopeful. But the thing we have to understand from this whole passage is that just as Jesus created hope for these disciples in Luke 24, as they walked along the road, we're supposed to follow his example and create hope for people today. See, in doing this for these two disciples, Jesus demonstrates how we're to create hope for our friends, for our family, for our neighbours, for people who feel hopeless across our city, the nation, and even across the nations today. And so just as Jesus showed up for these people, we need to show up for people today. You know, for those of us who are followers of Jesus now, he sends us, for it was Jesus who said in John chapter 20, 20, verse 21, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you to show up for people who need help. And so we need to stand with them or maybe sit with them. But whatever their circumstance, we need to walk with them through all the various things they're going through. And then we have to listen to them. I mean, truly listen to them. Not just drop in and assume we know what they're experiencing, because actually most of the time we really don't understand. But friends, 
if we listen, truly listen to people, we'll begin to understand much of what they're going through. And then, of course, lastly, we need to act and act that in a way that will reveal Jesus. Now, sometimes those actions will be to simply pray for them. But our friends, our family, our state, our country, our world need it more than prayers. People need us to act in a way that Jesus would, act in a way that would reveal who Jesus is to those around us. But when we do this, one thing is for sure, it changes the lives of people. And the reality is that we can all do this, no matter who we are, we can all create hope for people. So you might be asking today, where is the hope? Well, I believe the hope that each of us have is in the power of God working in the hearts of people. But in order for that hope to be created, we all need to do what Jesus did. We need to show up for people. We need to listen to people, to ask them to share what's going on for them. And we need to act in a way that people recognise that Jesus is working through us. Now, maybe today you're hearing this message and you have never started a personal relationship with Jesus. Well, you know, in a moment, I'd love to be able to pray for you that you would enter into that personal relationship with him. But I'd also love to pray for people that we would create hope as we go about not only the rest of our day today, but also about our week and about the rest of this year ahead, no matter what lies ahead for each of us. And so let me pray for you. Father, today, I want to pray for all those people listening, joining us together. And Father, today, I want to pray that God, maybe for anyone who has never started a relationship with you, that today would be the day where they say, Jesus, come into my life and change me forever. Show up for me. Let me have that conversation where I know that you are listening to me, that Maybe, Jesus, you would act in a way that would help me know that you are real today. But, Father, also I want to pray for those across our city who are feeling hopeless. Father, I pray that people, maybe your people, would show up for them. I pray, Lord God, for your people across this city, that they would truly listen to people and allow them to share what's going on for them and be their hope, create hope for them. And Father, that we would always act in a way where people recognise that Jesus, it's you working through us.